Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyit Alfred. My Secret Place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word for truth and the light from above. Be transformed in My Secret Place. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to have you here. Let us pray this morning from Isaiah 50 verse 9 and then we'll take a look at our devotional and hear what God has to say for us. So verse 9 of Isaiah 50 says, It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who can condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moths will eat them up. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome that it is God who helps us this week as we go out? Let's pray. Dear Lord, you're such a wonderful father and I thank you, oh God. I ask, Father, that you help your children today in the name of Jesus. That whoever stands against them, oh God, will fall for their sake in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today, let's take a look at the family unit. If God rates a union, the union of a man and his wife, in relation to the children that they have, how do you think he will rate that family? What are the indices he will use to rate the family and say, okay, you know what? In this year, 2022, you did absolutely well. In the past 10 years, you did absolutely well. What is the indices that God uses to judge a family, whether they've done well or not? Really, the answer depends on God's vision for a marriage. Because the truth is that you really can't rate your success until you first of all understand what the vision is. You can't rate your financial success unless you first understand, okay, what is the vision for my financial success? What is my goal? So if your goal was to have $20 million and you made $10 million, someone look at you and say, well, you were very successful because the person had $10 million, but you know you were not successful because the vision or the goal, goal is something that is time bound. Your goal was to make $20 million in a particular year. You made $10 million. Others who didn't understand your goal will say you did very well. But the person who understands your goal will say, oh, you fell short of your goal and so you didn't do very well. The same thing applies with God. You really can't say you've done well or not done well until you understand his goals for a particular thing or you understand the vision of God for a particular thing. So what exactly is the vision of God for marriage? What is the first thing in the heart of God for bringing a man and a woman together? The answer is recorded in Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. Has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. So in this scripture, God is saying very clearly that what God is seeking in every marriage is godly seed. Meaning that the core focus of the union is the production, not just of seed, but of godly seed. So when God looks at a marriage, he quantifies the success of that marriage by looking at if they were able to produce godly seed. So the question is, the products of your marriage, the children that are in that marriage, are they godly? Are they people that will cause problems in society? Are they the ones that will embarrass the kingdom of God by their behavior? Or are they the ones that bring glory to God? That when people look at them, they will know that they were trained by parents who go to church, parents who are Christian. Do they reflect the life of Christ? Do they reflect the message of Jesus Christ? Do they reflect righteousness and godliness? That's how God will rate. If your 
marriage was successful or not. But then I see a lot of people say, oh, my marriage is good because of other indices. Meanwhile, you know, they have children that are not necessarily godly. And then there are people who have godly children. They may not have made a lot of money in that marriage, but their children are godly. And so they say, oh, my marriage failed. No, your marriage didn't fail if you produce godly children. But guess what? If there's no peace in the home, how do you want to produce godly children? So first of all, the peace between the husband and the wife is what would generate that godly children. Because you see, you can force your children to go to church, but you cannot force their heart to be committed to God. And children are very impressionable. It is what they see from you, the parents, that will determine whether they should embrace the God of their fathers or whether they should embrace another God. Now, let's see how seriously God rates the quality of children that come out of a marriage. Let's look at Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. God was talking about Abraham, and this is what he said. He said, for I know him, he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. So what the Bible was saying is that God knows Abraham, that Abraham is a man who will go out of his way to raise godly children. If we read it from NIV, I first read it from King James, but let's take a look at how NIV captures it. He says, for I have chosen him so that he would direct his children and his household after him to keep the will of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he had promised. Did you see what God said? He said the reason God chose Abraham is so that he can direct his children and his household. Now some might say, well, I don't have physical children, so I'm not in that league. But guess what? The Bible says his children and his household. Meaning that everyone that is within your household, what does it mean to be in your household? It means your immediate social environment, your staff, your employees, if you have them, or your employers, your immediate friends, your neighbors, those who live around you. That constitutes your household. So it's not just about physical children. The Bible talks about your household, the people that work for you. Let's assume you have an organization, you have an establishment, a business, and the people that work for you, are they becoming more godly because of you? Let's look at your neighbors, the people that live around you. Are they becoming more godly because of you? Let's look at your office environment. You work in an organization. The people that sit in the same office with you or in the next office or whatever, are they becoming godly because of you? Are they fearing God more because of you? Or do you have one face in church and then when you go to the office, you're a completely different person and you know, if somebody steps on your toes, you insult the person or you get angry or you do all those funny things that people do. So, that's how God raised the success of a man. Look at what he said about Abraham. He said, for I know him. He will command his children after me. What does God know about you? What oath can God take and say, I know this man. He's going to do this or he's going to do this or he's going to do that. Look at the quality of the children and the household. If they are not being godly, if you didn't raise them in godliness and righteousness, then what it means is that your family failed in year 2022. But I pray that that is not the case. But even if that is the case, thank God we can redeem ourselves in the coming year. Plan to ensure that people around you are becoming more godly because of the life and the example that you have lived. Have an incredible day ahead. God bless you. The atmosphere is changing now. For other life-changing messages, you can download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or the iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyik's Alfred. 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day.